Welcome to Twilight We Light, a podcast where two adults, Hallie and Sydney, read and react to Twilight for the very first time. Today we are talking about the chapters 18 through 20 of Twilight. So sit back and enjoy the podcast. talk about how on Monday I was playing everybody's it tag with my children because I, I, I work at a day camp they're not my real children they are day camp children and Sydney does have children just these aren't her children so I was playing with them and it's everybody's it tag so every single person is it and when you get tagged you sit down and when the person that tagged you gets tagged then you sit stand up and you start playing again So the only way to win is by tagging every single person. I ended up getting the counselor that was winning out and everyone got back in. And so the entire time I was like, I'm invincible. I'm invincible. And so I kept on telling kids, I was like, if you tag me, he will get back in. Don't tag me. And they're like, okay. And then I would tag them. (laughs) Um, So I basically won with propaganda. But at the very end of the game, there was like three children left and they were super fast. And so I was like, I can't catch up to them. Like, I could not do it. And I was running as fast as I could. And then I was like, I'm a vampire. And I got vampire speed. Like, all of a sudden, I had, like, a hyper boost. of like, <laughs> And I, like, went at them and tagged the last two kids. And then I won. And I was like, this is the best feeling that I've ever had winning against eight and nine-year-olds. You're running around. All of a sudden, s- speakers start playing. Yeah. That's, like, basically what happened. Where... I just felt Edward's presence and Carlisle whispered into my ear, you have vampire strength. And I said, you eight and nine year olds get wrecked. And I wrecked them. You took a deep breath in, sensing Edward Cullen's breath, the sweet, Mm -hmm. intoxicating aroma. (laughs) I smelled that breath and I was able to run (laughs) vampire fast. Bella when she kisses him and like freaks out. That was me tagging children. That was me. I guess Twilight. Can now. you please include footage of us silently sitting on Zoom, me reading, you taking notes, because you read ahead, so I was forced to read during recording time. No. <laughs> I was I was emoting as if you were watching me intently. We're gonna go to chapter eighteen, the hunt. They emerge. Woo. Okay, I'm gonna say I think that these chapters, like these next three chapters my absolute favorite yeah it was good yeah like riveting like page turning (laughs) in the beginning this is this is where they finally emerge from the trees which you were um a little too soon with um i had some whatever i had i had a notion of uh premature emergence that can still get you pregnant i was just gonna say it because you didn't seem to be reacting (laughs) it's like to the viewers at home i was making a play on words (laughs) <laughs> but moving on because we're not children anymore um we're adults so we're adults an adult okay. so these vampires they come out of the forest edge and it starts off with the first male who comes in but like falls back immediately and then the second male who's all sexy and walking out and then a woman comes out so it's just three of them mm-hmm. 
Oh, they had a they had a cat like a gate. Yeah, it's it says that they like have a different way of moving around and like acting than the colons, which I think it's like it makes sense because it's just the difference between how vampires who associate themselves with humans and vampires who eat humans yeah. are, which okay. I got into like a little mind thing here mm-hmm. because these people are monsters. Mm-hmm. These ones. But Edward keeps on being like, I'm a monster. I'm a monster. But he's not no, a monster. He's not. he's not acting like these. No, because these people, they make no, they make no effort to assimilate into like human culture because they have no interest in any relations with humans that's not ki- killing and eating them. Yeah. <laughs> they so have no ones... like respect for people. Yeah. And so they are monsters. While Edward is like, I'm a monster, and self-deprecating and all these terrible, stupid things that he always says, but he's literally not. No, the fact that he's not eaten Bella and is making an effort to not eat Bella proves that he's not. Yeah, so he needs to calm himself. But that also could be, like, Carlisle, like, making sure that they don't lose sight of their, like, mission, which is to not be monsters. Because it's like, if you ever slip up and, like give yourself a inch of wiggle room you could just snap and eat someone i guess yeah <laughs> which like, edward did say he did because with after 10 years of being with carlisle right right right, right, right and he started eating people. because he was like well, if i'm if i'm such a if i'm such a little good vampire like fuck this <laughs> yeah 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 then we see this is where we see that these other vampires are dressed in like weathered clothing mm-hmm. and the girl has like twigs in her hair but Edward literally says that, like, running comes as second nature to him, and he's not going to run into any trees. They literally have twigs in their hair. Unless her hair is, like, true. long, flowing. I did imagine that. When it said red hair, I imagined, like, curly Like Merida. <laughs> yeah, Merida red hair. Um, it also says that the man in front intro- kind of introduced himself and entered as the leader was olive-toned under the typical pallor, which I was a bit confused by. Because they're saying mm-hmm. he has both an olive complexion, yet is pale. Yeah. Does that mean he's, like, tan, but not as tan as he would be? If someone who has, like, dark skin was killed. Also, at this- even at this point, why have none of them directly attacked Bella yet? If vampire right? senses are supposed to be so savvy, so sharp. Yeah, but no. Why have none of them lunged yet? They can't even notice her. They also say at, like, this part, this is where we learned that- these vampires, their eyes are, like, a dark red color, mm-hmm. which Bella had not seen with, like, Carlisle's family because Vamp Daddy um, has, like, the gold eyes as well as, mm-hmm. like, everyone there have gold eyes. Do you think that's because they drink animal blood? <laughs> I think so. I had a, I had a thought. Mm-hmm. I don't think that humans have more blood than animals. I don't know, because it's, like, vampires are, like, they crave human blood, yeah. so animal blood doesn't, like, satiate that thirst. Maybe fully. it's because they need the human blood because they were human and they don't have that blood anymore. Maybe. It's like an instinct. Yeah. Maybe it's like animal blood. They need or they want human blood and human blood is best, but it's like quantity over quality at a certain point. Yeah. Or if they just drink a ton of animal blood. <laughs> I need more vampire knowledge to be able to understand this book. Stephanie Meyer needs to publish like a vampire field guide. Yes. Yeah, I would read that. So hard. Okay, so then they introduce themselves: Laurent, Victoria, and James. And 
James. <laughs> what was that? James. <laughs> James. <laughs> they all have French accents. Do they all have French accents? It says specifically that Laurent has a French accent. I don't think any of the other ones speak. Oh, yeah, no. Not until they want to eat her. Uh, spoilers. Oh. I also want to say, they, he introduces himself along with the other two's names. As they continue on, they refer to both Laurent and James by their names, but they only ever call Victoria the female one. Yeah. Um, Did you notice that? Rude. And I like went back because I'm like, maybe they never said her name. And then I went back and I'm like, oh no, they super said her name like right off the bat. But she's just the female one. The female one. She's female. Also, I forgot James James's name immediately. Yeah. I was referring to him in all of my notes as Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> I, that's not even close. No, that's not even an eighteen hundreds no. type of name. No, it's it's very much a name that a vampire wouldn't have, but it's the only one I could think of. Oh no! I was like, "What's his name? Kyle?" Laurent, Victoria, and Kyle. And Kyle. Oh no! If we made a vampire named Kyle later on in this series, oh my goodness, I will get a Twilight tattoo on my ass. <laughs> I'm going to call the people that publish this book, and I'm going to force them to change the name of one vampire to Kyle. You're like, send her a print. Send her a print. <laughs> now. Then, after they introduce themselves, then Carlisle, daddy vampire, he introduces his family, but he introduces them all in, like, pairs or mm-hmm. in groups so that Bella doesn't stand out. Mm-hmm. Which, like, it's still, like, you're introducing all of them, and you're gesturing mm-hmm. towards the areas in which they are. So they're gonna see mm-hmm. Bella, and they're gonna notice her. This is yeah. not gonna stop anything. Yeah. But then, they, like, ask the hunting range, they talk about how it's permanent, and they're, like, confused because they eat people. That's, like, the whole thing. The whole thing with vampires is that they eat people. I don't know if anyone knows that yet, but it's a thing. Yeah, they talk about how they, they live there, and then Carlisle does the smart thing and says, hey... Make sure you don't eat any people while you're here, please. Yeah. Which is good that he's covering all of his bases as people would as vampires. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, if you eat people here, that's going to be kind of tough for us to deal with. Yeah. Considering we live here. And as residents of here, we could be suspects. I also really liked that um, most vampires have the same love for the American pastime baseball. Yeah, they wanted to play. That's. They said that in the last chapter, that that's why they were speeding up. Yeah. That's why they started running. Oh my goodness, they're playing baseball? Not because they wanted to hunt them, because they wanted to play baseball. They're like, we were going to get here two days later, but then we're just playing on running as fast as we can, because baseball. Yeah, I want to catch a pop fly. I want to catch a vampire Mm. pop fly. Is that a sports term? A pop bat. Is that a sports term? I think a pop fly is where it goes really high, but not very far. I don't think that that's a sports term. I think you made that up. Pop fly? Hmm? I was going to say, leave down in the comments below if that's a sports term, but anyone listening to this podcast doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, no. No. But if you do- If you do, um, if we you do, do a though. review on Apple Podcast. Yeah, just say, um, yeah, that's a sports term. But leave no, five stars. No, just say stars. yeah. Yeah. Just say leave yeah and leave five stars. stars. If there is, or isn't, we'll a know. sports term. We'll know. We can turn it. Just use- push the vibes we'll feel the vibe of the review okay back to the book that we're reading um oh shit yeah so this yeah this is where he's like don't eat people please we don't want you Mm -hmm. eating people and then three things happen simultaneously and there's a slight breeze that rustled bella's hair 
and then Edward stiffened, and then the second male, James. James. Kyle. Kyle. James, <laughs> a.k.a. Kyle. Kyle suddenly whipped himself over to where Bella was, or, like, looked His head, her. not his whole body. Yeah, not his whole body. And his nostrils were flaring. Uh, because he smelled a human and he was going to eat that human real good. I wrote, I, I left a note at that line. Because the fact that the breeze rustling through her hair and then that carries her human scent over to them. I just wrote down, dang, Bella's just too darn, too darn stinky. Yeah, they were like, lavender? Floral Milk? Notes? Milk? <laughs> Freesia? <laughs> lavender and milk? Weird. <laughs> that must be a human. But yeah, so then... James gets into a crouch and Edward bears his teeth with a feral snarl. And this is nothing like the playful snarls that Bella had heard before. You know, when they're being gross. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. If a man ever did that to me, I would cry. Yeah, I would. I would cry. I would bite him and then leave before yeah. he has a chance to bite me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so then everyone's kind of like, oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And. Then they ask, oh, you brought a snack? Which, like, Bella herself, the way that I picture her, is not a snack. No. But I guess she is a snack to vampires. She's a literal snack. Like, a treat that they're literal. going to, to eat. Yes. Eat. Consume, not not in a hot way. Um, then they're talking, they're like, oh, she's a human, you have a snack. And then... Mm-hmm. But they're, like... They're, like... It, it says they're not being, like, sinister or, like, but she's a human. They're literally, like, but she's a human. Yeah, while James is like, <laughs> James, <laughs> James is foaming at the mouth right now. But yeah, they're they're just kind of like confused. And Carla is like, she's with us. Like she's very kind. Like she's ours. Whatever. So they're like, okay, we're gonna continue not to eat people here because we we kept our we're gonna keep our word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they are gonna go with them to the house, mm-hmm. and they're all gonna hang out, have a little dinner party. That actually surprises me very much that they were still like after this whole confrontation where they're like trying to eat her and they're like you just tried to eat our i don't know girl our collective girlfriend and yeah. <laughs> and they're like oh oh no but we'll for sure still come over <laughs> yeah they're like definitely we're gonna have a night together for sure this we're gonna time. use your shower oh i do want to mention that bella does think that these vampires are also hot oh yeah yeah well i think that's kind yeah. of something that's discussed throughout the book is like being a vampire gives you this like innate Beauty. magnetism. Like everyone's like, oh, they're, they're hot. that's a they're hot dead. person. That's a hot corpse walking around here. It's a hot dead here. body. So Carlisle is bringing people back to his house, mm. and he's like, "Hey, Edward, take Bella with those other two, and you guys are gonna go away, please." Mm-hmm. So Edward slings her over his back mm. as he usually does, and um, she doesn't close her eyes because her eyes are wide open with fright as they should be um because she was almost eaten. yeah i'd say it's valid but also i'd say you yeah. idiot close your eyes it's i i think that if i were were in that situation my eyes would be shut tight and there would be tears yeah. coming out of them mm-hmm. they're running through the forest they reach the jeep in an impossibly short time and they get in and they all like buckle up edward just starts yeah. driving at like 100 miles per hour as far away as he can and bell's like um, no, my dad wants me home at a reasonable time. So she's driving, and she's all upset with Edward. She's like, I'm supposed to be home. Freaking Edward's not even thinking, because he's like, I'm just going to take you. We're going far away. And I'm like, 
no, you, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, you literally cannot. And everyone's trying to, like, convince Edward to slow down and at least, like, yeah. start talking and thinking about it. And this is where we learn that James, or aka Kyle, he's a tracker. And so Edward, like, read his thoughts and was like, his thoughts are like, oh, now I want to hunt this girl and I want to kill her. This must be the guy in, like, the prologue, you know? Who's like, I've forgotten completely her. about the prologue until just this minute. I've been thinking about it since day one. I was like, this prologue, it means something. It's gotta be connected somehow. Now it is. Oh, yeah. Now we know. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But this hunt was in the woods, which yeah. I'm just confused about. He's a tracker, <laughs> Alice. Did you see that? He's a tracker. Which, this whole he's a tracker scenario, is this like a special gift of his? Like, Edward's mind reading and Alice's future sight? Or is this just he just chooses to be a tracker i feel like it might be like a gift kind of like how esme and rosalie have the gifts yeah. of just being passionate you know and loving and so i think that he maybe in his previous life was probably like one of the boys that would play dodgeball a little bit too aggressively mm. <laughs> just um, took everything a little bit too seriously mm-hmm. wanted to win every game every time so he, like, maybe took, like, competitiveness into the next life. Mm. And so now he's like, I want, I choose one thing, and then he, like, plays I a game with it. I have to have it. Yeah. Then we're in the car, and they're having all these arguments about how Bella is like, I want to stay with Charlie. I don't want to leave him. I need to go say goodbye to him. Can't be leaving and all this stuff. And Edward's just like, he's going to kill you. He's going to kill you. He's already planned to kill you. Mm-hmm. And then here they also say, and the female, which... You learned her name. Yeah. Excuse it. He introduced her. Oh, and then the part when she's like, I'm not leaving Charlie, I yelled. He ignored me completely. I wrote down, I feel like secretly, maybe Edward is like, that's fine. (laughs) Oh, he's gonna die? Mm -hmm. Oops. But yeah, so then they say that once he's like committed to a hunt, he's not gonna stop. So even if she like goes as far away as possible, he's still gonna try and find her. And Mm -hmm. they say that they have to kill him. And we learned that to kill a vampire you have to cut them into pieces and then burn them why can't you just keep them in one piece and burn them or why can't you just take all the pieces and keep them really far away from each other well that's also a lot of work i feel like burning them is less work than how many pieces traveling with a yeah does it have to be like like can you just chop them in half and like that's two pieces you can burn them yeah done or does it have to be like itty bitty like kind of like if you're chopping onions yeah yeah yeah. if you have to dice you you have to dice the vampire yeah Mince vampire. Mince vampire. A Julianne. What if, like, instead of having to cut them up and burn them, you had to, like, cut them up and ground them, and then you had to make them into a pie and eat them? Sweeney Todd, but with vampires. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Are we writing a book? I think we are. It's sweet. Wow. It's just Sweeney Todd, but the only thing we change is that all the people they kill are vampires, and they have to figure out how to do it. So they're actually good people. But the vampires could be good vampires. You never know. But they're all v- evil. Oh, unless Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Whatever, Mrs. Lovett, are good vampires. Ooh. 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 Oh my goodness, we just wrote a- we wrote the next we just prequel. Wrote a, we just wrote a novel. We wrote the prequel of Twilight. And Sweeney Todd. <laughs> and Sweeney Todd. We wrote the backstory of Sweeney Todd. So yeah, this whole conversation, we learn how you kill a vampire is that you burn them. We learn that they're trying to like make ideas because they're all like, she needs to go home because if we take her, then we're going to have to leave. And, but if we take her home, she's going to die. So they're all confused. 
freaking Bella is like, I demand to go home and here's a new idea for you. And it's where I throw a fit at Charlie and make sure that all these vampires know that I'm going to be leaving town and so that he's safe. And then she's like, we'll just go to Phoenix, Arizona. Vampires? And I'm like, in Phoenix, Bella? Right? In the sun. Of all places. No shade. No shade anywhere. Also, you're leading him right to your mom. Yeah. She's like, he'll never guess. And I'm like, you literally say that. You're going to go there. But also, she says she's going to Phoenix. And she, she says she's going to tell Charlie she's going to Phoenix. But she knows, Charlie knows her mom isn't in Phoenix, right? Because her mom's in Florida with, with Phil. Yeah. They're Florida? Yeah. 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 So he's not going to just be like, no, you. he's not going to be like, oh yeah, go to Arizona where there's no adult that you're related to. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and if he doesn't do that, then he's a bad parent, for one. So then they start making a plan and they talk about who's going to be going with Bella. Mm-hmm. And we learn that it's going to be Alice and Jasper. And then we learn that Emmett's going to stay with, Emmett wants to stay with Edward. Mm-hmm. But we know that doesn't happen. But yeah, so they have this whole plan to be able to keep everyone away from both Bella and Charlie and anyone else. Mm -hmm. Bella has this whole idea to set them on a wild goose chase to be able to, like, set the female one and James on, like, a wild goose chase so that they can't find her and that at least she'll have time to get out of there. Mm -hmm. And Edward's still being, like, a little nasty butt, being like, no, you can't take Bella. She's unsafe. You can't. She's gonna die out there because she's so weak and fragile because she's such a quirky girl. But Alice is like, dude, we're gonna be with her. Mm It'll be fine. Just trust this plan because it's the only plan we got besides kidnapping her. Then he's like, oh, can Jasper handle this because he's the newest vampire? Mm-hmm. And he asks if Alice can handle this. But I feel like Alice is like, out of all of them, she's probably one of the best vampires. Yeah, she's the best at being a vampire and the best vampire. And the best at being a human yeah. and not eating Alice anymore. rocks. I love her. I do too. I would kiss her. I don't like how she looks. I do. She has a spiky hair. Cool. Good for her. I don't like it. Hot. I would want it to... Hot. I feel Hot. like... I'm going to make uh. a Pinterest board of just what I want Alice to look like. I might send okay. it to you. And you'll be like, okay. you're right. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like, A plus Sydney. I agree. That's hot. Al- Alice now looks like that. That's what's going to happen. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Okay? Okay, and then that's the end of this chapter. Oh, but Edward does say, but keep your opinions to yourself. Yes. Now I want to know her opinion. Yeah, what does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, also, and graceful little Alice pulled back her lips in a horrific grimace and let loose with a guttural snarl that had me towering against the seat in terror. That's That's a crazy sentence to write, Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. That's a nutso sentence to write. But also now I think she's hot. She is hot. She's always been hot. Well... Okay, chapter 19. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goodbyes. This one is where... So Charlie's waiting up for her. Oh, yeah, because this is the first time she's hung out with Edward with Charlie knowing about it. So he's, like, sitting home first date vibes. Yeah. Like, and he's he's already expecting reading, to, like, hear all Reading the night. newspaper. Yeah, but also, like, he's, like, reading the newspaper because he's just, like, constantly looking at the door being like, Where, where's my girl? But, yeah, so she's, like, trying to think of ways to, like, make him be okay with her leaving yeah and they pull up slowly and edward's like okay james isn't here so we're gonna go and i find it funny that she says emmett reached over to help me get out of the harness what type of jeep is this how can can she not get out is she in a booster seat when she was saying that she was like bouncing up and down like she was in a jackhammer earlier i imagined her like 
like high up above the seat, like strapped against the wall to where she, her butt isn't touching the seat. <laughs> yeah. Like, they really strap her in there. They don't know how humans actually sit yeah. in the Jeep. And so they're like, we're just going to put her in. Well, because obviously since they're vampires, they hang upside down from the, the roof of the Jeep. Yeah. Even when they're driving. They use their hands on the pedals. Emmett says, don't worry, Bella. We'll take care of things here quickly. Which is sinister when you're talking about yeah. your dad's house. Then it says, Alice Emmett, Edward's voice was a command. They slithered soundlessly into the darkness. I don't like slithered. I don't either. I don't want to imagine slithering vampires. That's gross. Yeah. They give her 15 minutes to be able to get in, get her stuff, and get out. Yeah. And Edward goes in with her. Well, yeah. Kind of. He goes up to the porch with her. Yeah. So she's like, one more thing, don't listen to anything I say. And mm-hmm. she goes in and she's like screaming, like, go away, Edward, as if it's like a like a huge breakup for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's like, what is going on? He's like... I was not, like, this is zero to 100 so quickly. He's just reading the paper, and all of a sudden, his daughter comes in, freaking out. Go away, Edward! (laughs) Her whole rant to Charlie is that she likes Edward too much, and it hurts so bad, because she hates forks, and she wants to leave. Yeah, and she's like, this is the exact conversation that my dad had with my mom when she left. I'm like, that is brutal. Yeah! Also, why would why would Renee tell Bella exactly the conversation of them splitting up? Yeah. Maybe okay, maybe she was old enough to be there for it. No, I just wrote, damn, that was a yeah. deep cut. Yikes. Like you just really made this about Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> or at least make Charlie think this I, was about you, Charlie. She is traumatizing her father right now. Yeah. So she her argument is that because she doesn't want him to like if like she's able to come back, she doesn't want him to think like she wants to break up with Edward because that's going to be weird. So she says that she likes him yeah. too much too much, and doesn't want to put any roots down here because she doesn't want to get stuck like her mom in a boring town, which, mm-hmm. ow. Charlie's like, like, Bella, you like don't leave now. Like, leave tomorrow. It's nighttime. And she's like, mm-hmm. later, skater. And she yeah. just leaves. Well, no, no, no. He says, wait another week. Renee will be home then. Yeah. So this is when it's revealed that the baseball thing is not working out too well. And if Phil doesn't get signed this week, Renee's going to Phoenix, where Bella will be, where this scary Scary Kyle Kyle. is going. Well, will likely track her. Or may track her. So yeah, so he's basically like, she's not home. You can't go back home to Phoenix. Bella's like, I have a key. Yeah, also... She probably made these plans assuming Renee wasn't going to be home. Right? So she's like, just let me go. And she's like, I hate forks. And she's like, my cruel words did the job. But I really, like, while I think that these words were kind of cruel, they weren't cruel enough. Like, she could have gone deeper. Yeah. I honestly kind of disagree. Really? Because I think they did the job. But, man, she really hurt her dad there, like, a lot. Well, I guess I guess knowing the context of, like, these were the last words of his one true love, Renee, like, mm-hmm. that might be Especially since harder. this whole charade, like, yes, her dad has to accept that she's leaving, but also they're trying to get this man who has, or this vampire who has no prior knowledge of Charlie or Renee, so she didn't need to do this charade of her parents. Or this is for him, but that wasn't. <laughs> yeah. She gets into the car and she's like crying and Mm -hmm. Edward's like, pull over and let me drive. And she's like, no, 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 I can drive. 
but she's like sobbing like for as someone who constantly cries in the no. car like i know you cannot drive while you're crying you shouldn't you may they tell you not do to it, drivers that. but it's unsafe i just found it funny that she was like, oh, I can drive. And then he grabbed her waist and pushed her foot off the gas pedal and then pulled her across his lap. Yeah. And then suddenly he was in the driver's seat. Yeah. That is smooth, Edward. While they were moving, the truck didn't swerve an inch. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> yeah, hot. If a man did that to me while we're in the car and I'm like driving and crying and then he just went, whoop. Yeah. And the car but he would have to be like, a vampire, so like I wouldn't think that we were going to die. Like, if just a regular man, like, unbuckled my seat yes. and slid me, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Whoa! And I'd be like, whoa, harder. no. Like, no. you're trying to kill us. We learned that the tracker is running behind them because he followed. He's, remember, he's physically running. And he's a vampire, so he runs faster than trucks. Yeah. So, could it be her Little truck? geezer truck. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little confused on how he hadn't caught up to her by that point. Yeah. Emmett's, like, in the car, or he, like, catches up with them and gets in the car. Oh, and then Edward just starts having a conversation with her. They're having this traumatizing, traumatic, crazy moment, and he's mm-hmm. like, well, I didn't realize that you were so bored with this town. <laughs> and she's like, Is this up. the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we learn that Edward got a good look at his mind. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't think there was any way for us to avoid it because once he got the scent of you, like, he wasn't going to stop. So it's partially your fault. And she's like, excuse me? Oh, yeah, when he says the the grossest line in history. Yeah, if he didn't smell so appallingly luscious. Appallingly luscious, Ooh. yeah. That's Ooh. horrifying, Ed. Ew. That's, you could have said any other adjective for good. Yeah, anything. There's a whole dictionary of words that you could have chosen. Yeah. Because Edward stood up to make sure that she was safe, he's like, oh yeah, I definitely want to kill that girl. And so yeah, this is definitely like the boys in middle school that was just really, really, really competitive. This is that guy. Mm-hmm. But with the, uh, with a human life, not dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. This is like, this is like in those TV shows where they do like a episode of like people hunting people. Mm-hmm. Yikes. He's like, if I would have just stood by instead of, like, standing up for you, he would have killed you right then and there. So he's yeah. like, there's nothing that we could have done. And his idea is just to kill him. Yeah. And this, oh, this is where we learn how you kill a vampire. The only way to be sure is to tear him to shreds and then burn him, burn the pieces. Yeah. Tear, like. Like a piece of paper. Like a, yeah. <laughs> I hope. Like, not that I hope, not that I hope Twilight's gonna get crazy violent, but I would like to understand the mechanics of them tearing a vampire to shreds a little bit. Me too. I'd like to know. Just a little bit. And then again, then again, the woman. Her name's the woman. Yeah. Victoria. It says, the woman will. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about Laurent. But James and the woman. They say James. They say Laurent and the woman. They say James and the woman. I don't like them. Anymore. Her name is Victoria. She introduced herself. At the same time that you learned the other people's names. And she's she's not like some unassuming, like one of those people that like you introduce them and then you're like, I completely forgot who you were because you are a nothing type of person. She's literally one of the people that is going to hunt and kill her dad. Oh, yeah, for sure. So learn her name. Be respectful her name. to the one that's going to murder respectful. you. Be respectful. Okay. It's the least you can do for someone who's going to murder you. Mm-hmm. So they get back to the Cullen home. Oh, yeah, yeah. Laurent is there. Laurent. See, when I saw this, when I, like, read this thing, I assumed, probably because I am not a great reader, that Laurent was the 
leader because mm-hmm. he also was just the one communicating with daddy well, no, vampire they say that coming up that laurent was like i can't go against james or whatever he's like that the leader or whatever and then it says his coven i thought of course the show of leadership in the clearing was merely that a show yeah like what i'm saying is that like when i read the part in the clearing i just fully assumed that laurent was the one who was the leader because mm-hmm. he was talking the most no that was the point oh the coven oh! the coven did, like projects oh! that laurent is the leader so people don't oh! assume that kyle is the leader i really admire your critical thinking skills well, they actually, it's I not really not. critical of thinking. They did say it explicitly in this sentence here. Mm, but when I read it, I didn't understand it. Okay. I didn't get it. I'm here for you. So yeah, he said that he was afraid that Laurent would want to track her, like, the moment that it happened. James. And he says that nothing stops James once he gets started, which we already know from Edward. And we learned, finally, we learned that James is the leader because he's so aggressive He's lethal. And Laurent says that he's not going to go against James, Mm -hmm. but he likes the idea of what Daddy Vampire has started. Yeah. And so he's just going to leave. Yeah. And he's going to go find a different one. I... Which is interesting. You guys aren't going to let me stay here, so I am going to go north and live in your old town so I don't have to deal with this. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to deal with this drama going on, so I'm going to leave. I'm just really above all the drama, you guys, so I will be taking your tip. But not helping you. <laughs> yeah, bye-bye. And then he just fucks off. Yeah, he does. And Carlisle says, go in peace. Yeah. I feel like I wrote something for that. I did. I wrote, go in peace. Hot. Hot. <laughs> yes, daddy vamp. Also, earlier in the page, sorry, when Laurent says, are you sure it's worth it? And it says, Edward's or enraged roar filled the room. Laurent cringed back. I was like, what? Did he just, like, scream? At the top of his lungs. I kind of don't want to see... (gasps) I don't want to see this as a movie. I feel like I wouldn't be able to contain myself in laughter. Because it would be like just a normal conversation. And then all of a sudden Edward's like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Laurent is gone. Yeah. And they're talking about where James is and what they're going to do. And they say the female again. Rude. Esme was already moving. Her hand touched an inconspicuous keypad on the wall, and with a groan, huge metal shutters began sealing up the glass wall. I think I didn't process that was happening. I think I processed it, but, like, immediately shut it out of my mind. Because why? If that was, like, a way to keep vampires out, why wouldn't they just leave Bella there? Yeah, but it's also, like, why do they have those? Is it for, like, protection? Because I feel like... If they're being attacked, they need to just get out of there, right? Because that means that yeah. people know that they're vampires. And then, but they did is it, it for, for like natural disasters. This is Forks, Washington. They did it for this vampire, so it makes me feel like they only do it if they're going to be attacked by other vampires. But then, if that keeps vampires out, yeah, why don't they just lock up, leave Bella there, and then hunt him when he comes around? Yeah, unless they're unless it's like a little placebo, for, and, they, and they know that they're like, oh yeah, we have these these gates that are supposed to make us safe but they don't they don't do anything it really doesn't do anything it's just for show it really doesn't do it's just for show yeah what's the point what's yeah they start planning they edward tells rosalie to change clothes with bella and rosalie just straight up announces to the group that she doesn't care if bella lives or dies which like right now she's the only one now everyone else is like we love her we're gonna keep her we want her safe Mm -hmm. but even yeah who is Rosalie's husband. Right? And Rosalie's like, screw off, Bella. Yeah, you put us in danger. Yeah. 
And what does she think is going to happen? They're all going to be like, oh, no, you're right. And then they're just going to toss Bella out and be like, yay, we love you, Rosalie. What? Yeah, she is Oh, you were so right, Rosalie. Okay, bye, Bella. Yeah. Edward then asks Esme to switch. Esme says, of course. Esme was at my side in a heartbeat, swinging me up easily into her arms and dashing up the stairs before I could even gasp in shock. I wrote down 401 MILF. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Esme's hot. I think Esme's hot. Honestly, I thought Esme was hot from the beginning just from her name. I know, but this clarifies that she's hot because I'm like, ooh, I want her to carry me like a baby. She's like, what are you doing? She's like trying to uh, confuse the smell. And then she just fully undresses Bella. Yeah. Without Bella even like saying like, okay, and start getting undressed. She's like, here we go. I quickly stripped my jeans off myself. I can't imagine that. Like, she just ripped off your shirt and and Bella's like, I gotta act now or my boyfriend's mom is gonna pull my pants off in this instant. (laughs) And she's like, I may like it. It's hard because Esme's so hot. (laughs) Yeah. We hear that Esme and Rosalie are taking the truck and they're gonna try and get his scent as far away as possible. And Mm -hmm. then Alice and Jasper and Bella were gonna take the Mercedes because apparently they need the dark tint once they're in the south because they're vampires and they can't have light on them and then they're gonna take the jeep the hunting party yeah edward daddy vampire and Emmett. Emmett. oh yeah and then alice is able to like look into the future to be like are they gonna take the bait or not and they she sees that they do so they all like go on their way mm-hmm. and esme says be safe and touches bella's cheek because they all just like touching bella's cheek that's so sweet is that like a is that like a thing that people in the olden days would do like just touch each other's cheeks all the maybe time. since like t- like touch was so taboo that like touching someone's cheek was like a very intimate like act i'm gonna start touching people's cheeks from now you should on. ask first but i would do it no they don't ask in the book well it's different because it's like when a really really hot vampire lady's reaching to touch your cheek no you're right it's the same for you I'm thinking now that maybe vampires don't produce the same amount of oils that we do, and so that's why they do it, because they're not going to give you acne. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little dead dead hand touching your cheek. Yeah, because I'm not going to go wash my face after a vampire touches me, but I am going to wash my face after anyone else I feel like if me. a vampire touches your face, that should mean that your acne is gone. It should heal. Aww. It's like a little zip patch, but just their finger. Oh, and then she has a really nice little moment with Jasper and Alice. Yeah, which I love Jasper for. I wrote down a note for this whole page that just says, I like Asper and Asper, Alice and Jasper a lot, and maybe I have a crush on both of them. Jasper's, like, looking at her, and he says, you're wrong, you know, and she goes, what? And he said, I could feel what you're feeling now. You are worth it. And I'm like, mm. oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Which is, at first I was like, I don't understand. And then now, like, after reading the chapters, I'm like, okay, I do understand why you think that. But yeah, so they, they're, he's just very kind. And then Alice is like, may I? Because she's going to cradle Bella like a and baby. And run. And, and run very fast. Yeah, and she's like, you're the first one to ask permission. And I'm like, yeah. yikes. <laughs> that's a problem, <laughs> Belle. That's, yeah, that's something that you need to talk about to everyone that has been grabbing yeah, you. Yeah, because it's very traumatizing for your human body. Yeah. If they ask, that gives you a chance to shut your eyes. <laughs> So that's the end of chapter 19. That chapter was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot to like keep track Mm of. Chapter 20, impatience. Like you're impatient to become a vampire. Yeah, so she wakes up randomly, Mm -hmm. which I was confused about because I was like, why is she confused about waking up? That's weird. (laughs) We learn more about it later. And she was in a hotel room. No. Finally. Yes. For some reason, I thought they were still in the car. She remembers the black car. But she doesn't remember falling asleep. Oh, well, she says she remembers Alice sitting with her in the dark leather back seat. Somehow during the long night, my head had ended up against her granite neck. Hot. 
My closeness didn't seem to bother her at all, and her cool, hard skin was oddly comforting to me. Hot. The front of her thin cotton shirt was cold, damp with the tears that streamed from my eyes until red and sore they ran dry. Hot. <laughs> yeah, so we, we see now that she's woken up in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. We see that there's palm trees, all these different things, because she apparently loves Phoenix, Arizona so much. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be heading to the airport or near the airport, which is confusing to me. Yeah, and, and to her. Yeah, because it's like, why are we headed? Like, Why are, are we going to the, are we flying? <laughs> yeah. She's like, huh? Why did we drive across several states to fly somewhere? <laughs> right? She doesn't, like, remember leaving the car or falling asleep. She had no memory of the room, but she wakes up in, like, the middle of the night. And then Alice comes in, and she automatically, okay, I have a monologue that I do about when people look at you, and they're like, you look tired. Because when they say that, they're just like, you look like shit, and you need Mm -hmm. to go to sleep. And that's what I thought of immediately here. I had a moment where I just had to put my book down and be like, Alice, you don't say that. She said it kindly, though. For someone who has no memory of being a human, you look like you could use more, you could sleep longer. Which is just a nice way for her to say, you look like crap, Bella, go back to sleep. Which I think Bella expected to look like crap. Yeah, in comparison to... Yeah, especially these flawless vampire people who... She wants to fuck. She wants to fuck all of them, and B. Then she's like, are you thirsty? And I'm like, don't remind her that she hasn't drank blood in a while person that has blood you're backwards she was alice was asking bella if she was thirsty well yeah she says thirsty i'm okay how about you oh yeah yeah oh you're sorry yeah sorry yeah ma'am but yeah she's like they should have called by now what does that mean that he hasn't called and so she's like freaking out that they could be dead but yeah and so they just remind her like you heard what they said yeah or no she reminds them that Laurent said that james is lethal and that he like could kill them if he wanted to because he, like, is the most powerful vampire that they've met. Or if that wild female hurts Esme. <laughs> the female. I, there. I hated that. Bella, how dare you? How dare I... you call her the wild female? She has her a name. name. It's Victoria. I can remember her name so much easier than Kyle's. <laughs> James's. <laughs> but yeah, then this is where we learned that the reason why Bella's worth it. And it's because he's been alone for almost a century. And then he found Bella and they're like you can't see the changes that we've seen but like you're the best mm-hmm. thing that has ever happened to him pretty much bella's like well i feel less bad now they're just talking about what's going on what's going on and then bella asks how you become a vampire and alice says no edward doesn't want me to tell you that and she says i don't think that's fair i think i have a right to know and she says i know she goes he'll be extremely angry and then bella says something which i honestly found super manipulative <laughs> um she goes that's not, it's none of his business. This is between you and me, Alice. As a friend, I'm begging you. And we were friends now, somehow. <laughs> I'm like, you just, as your friend, hadn't considered them friends until this moment when she needed something. We're friends now. I just said manipulative, dot, dot, dot. Alice, you don't have many friends. Um, and now we're mm-hmm. friends. So you should tell me the things that I want to know that Edward thinks I shouldn't know. Alice explains that she's going to tell her the mechanics, but she doesn't remember being turned and she's never done it or seen it. Yeah. So she's just basically reading from the textbook. So she says that they're predators and they have a lot of weapons, strength, speed, acute senses, not to mention the ones that have extra powers, like they're gifts, and they're very attractive to their prey. Mm -hmm. But they also say that they're venomous. She says that they're venomous. So when they bite whatever they're trying to eat it incapacitates them yeah it inc- incapacitates the person enough where they can drink all their blood mm-hmm. but 
if they just bite them and let the venom infect them and don't drink all their blood, turns them into a vampire. But it hurts really, really bad. Really bad. Really, really bad. No, I don't understand how Bella couldn't have understood this process based on how Edward described daddy vampires change because he stated in that moment that oh yeah yeah because it was the vampire was gonna eat him but then he like got a text so he went and killed two other people and daddy he he got a text (laughs) he got a text but he he didn't finish the job and so daddy vamp just like hidden potatoes so it's like it's just a vampire is gonna bite you in some way and they just don't finish and not drink all your blood they just don't kill you so I don't understand how she didn't understand that, but also Bella's apparently smart, but also not. So I don't know. She's smart, dumb. She's a smart, dumb person. Oh, she says that the only reason why it's hard to change someone is because once you smell the blood or see blood or something like that, it's hard to like stop yourself from drinking everything. Yeah, she describes it like she's going into, they go into like a feeding frenzy. Yeah. Like a shark. And piranhas. But yeah, so then after she explains that, then she goes, something's changed. She leaps from the bed. This is where Alice sees something new and she sees a room that's long with mirrors. The floor's wooden mm-hmm. and he's in the room and waiting. And there's a gold stripe across the mirror. And so she like goes and draws it. This is, sorry, her like speaking what she says very much is giving me like Rachel Dare tur- turning into the Oracle in Percy Jackson. <laughs> like she's like yes. taking over, you know? <laughs> So she's describing this room. Go ahead. She's describing the room. Oh, she says that he's going to be in there today or tomorrow. She's not sure. And he's watching mm-hmm. or running a VCR in the dark. And so she ends up like talking about the room. And then she, oh, she gets a call and it's daddy vampire. He's like talking and she says that she just saw him. Gets him all up on the information that he needs to be listening to. And then Bella and Edward get on the phone and mm-hmm. they start talking. And... Edward says that they lost him in Vancouver because he was suspicious of them and he was far enough away so that Edward couldn't hear what he was thinking, but then he was gone and he got on a plane, which like is wild to me that mm-hmm. these like monster type of vampires are like, yeah, I'm just going to get on a plane real quick. Yeah, this metal tube that's just packed to the brim with people. <laughs> also, where do they get their money? Yeah, these are like the nomad guys yeah so they're just running around not doing work what if they are doing work like they like they have like an uber job or something and they just, oh my like, god they make enough money to get by wow maybe because i feel like the collins are so well off because carlisle's been a doctor for so long yeah <laughs> which is a high paying job for the past like 400 years yeah but what are these guys doing are they just like they're like, oh, I'm going to get a part-time job at McDonald's for three months so I'm able to pay. Yeah. I mean, you think about when they, the guys who are running around, the nomad vampires, they're probably living pretty cheap. They don't have to spend money on food, yeah, no. rent. <laughs> they probably don't pay taxes. So yeah, they probably, for being they probably just have to make enough money somewhere. Maybe they just do like freelance work. Do you think Carlisle pays taxes? He has to. Does he have a social security number? Ooh. Does he have a birth certificate? Maybe he has doctored ones because he's a doctor. Because <gasps> he's a doctor. So he can doctor anything. He can doctor d- d- anything. I hope they get into that because I was wondering like how Carlisle can get these jobs. Like he's got references from the 1800s probably. Yeah, his, his like resume is like super long. <laughs> They're like, it's like, oh, most of these people are dead. But, <laughs> but they loved me. They didn't die on my watch. <laughs> oh, he's like, that should be reference enough for you. 
All these people died of natural causes. Not from me. Except for Edward. Old age, baby. (laughs) Yeah, he got on a plane. And then Alice saw, they're like, Alice saw that he got away. It's whatever. And they're still talking. Oh, wait. They think that he got on a plane back to Forks to start over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought there was no airport in Forks. Didn't we do, like, a whole thing at the beginning of the book where she, like, took a plane and then took, like, a puddle jumper and then took, like, a bus or something? Yes. That's exactly what happened. No, she didn't didn't take a bus. Charlie drove her an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But after she took a plane to, like, a main airport and then, like, a puddle jumper to a regional airport... And then an hour so drive. So I think maybe maybe he thinks he's going back to Forks, but he knows to go to Phoenix. But how would he get back to Forks? Because he'd have to, if he got on the plane in Vancouver, well, unless it was like a, because no, because I don't think regional airports, unless it's Vancouver, no, no, no they thinking, went north. I think what happens is that he already made up his mind to go to Phoenix. I know, but why would the vampires think that he was going to Forks to start over if he got on a plane? Because they think their plan is smart. But how would he get to Forks? Because there's no airport. They're stupid. They're smart, but they're stupid. stupid. I don't want to blame them. We should just blame Stephanie Meyer. But yeah, and then he says, you don't have to worry. He's not going to find anything that's going to lead him to you. Sure, Mm -hmm. Edward, you think your plan is so smart. She went to her other house. She went to the only other place she's ever lived. The only other place in the world that smells like her. But she said while she's leaving Charlie's house. And they're like, he'll never think I'm actually going there. He'll know that we know to make a ruse. But the ruse will be that. He's not that stupid. They literally say that he's smart. Oh yeah, and then it says, yes, the female has been in town. Stop saying the female. That's just so upsetting. They also say that she's Rosalie traced her through the airport. What airport? Yeah, well, they're in Vancouver at that time, so that has to be the PDX airport. No, I think they're in Vancouver, Canada. Because they went, they said they were going north. Okay, listen here. How do vampires get passports? Probably the same way that Carlisle pays taxes. You're right. Okay. So then we learn that Charlie is safe because Esme is, like, keeping track of him. And then they get all lovey-dovey. And we learn that Edward wants to come for her soon. But I'm like, if mm-hmm. you go there, they're literally gonna know. How would yeah. they not know? She says, I miss you. He says, I know, Bella. Believe me, I know. It's like you've taken half myself away with you and she goes come and get it then hey girl your life is in danger be a smidgen less horny please 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 for once in your life bella for just, once in like, your you're life at, you're here we we really just need you here it's just, not that big of a jump that's it's just that it's not that big of a jump but yeah so she draws the room once they're off the phone because they're done with the horny conversation and Bella sees that the room is a ballet studio, <laughs> and it's the one she thinks she went to when she was a child, mm-hmm. which is just down the street from her house. And she's like, oh, it can't be. But she's literally describing the entire room as it yeah. is in the picture that Alice drew. She's like, oh, yeah, that there, that's the bathroom. That's where. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, that's where I broke my blah, blah, and that's where I did And Jasper and says, like, are you sure it's the same room? This is the only time Bella is realistic in this entire book. She goes, oh, I can't. No, I'm not sure at all. Because it really would be crazy if she was like, yes, that's my ballet studio from when I was six. That's the one. That's the one. Then she's like, okay, I need to call my mom, make sure that she immediately leaves town because this could be the ballet studio that's down the street from her house. And her phone call is like nothing. Mom, um, I'm okay, but you need to leave immediately. But also don't leave. Don't leave, uh, but um, leave. 
because I'm yeah. scared. She's like, don't worry, I'm okay, but also leave. Don't go anywhere until you talk to me, but you're gonna have to leave. Yeah, call me now, immediately. Oh, I wrote down feeling like that was a bad idea, getting a foreshadowing feeling, and it's not good. <laughs> With her whole thing about calling her mom. I don't know why, it just... The fact that she's warning her mom to keep her safe makes me feel like there's no possible way her mom makes it out of this, okay? Right? That's why I was like, if this is the only phone that she's able to contact her mom with, Mm -hmm. that's, for one, for one, for one, that's terrible. Her mom should have been like, my hotel number in Florida is this. I'll be here for a few months. That should have happened. She could have tried a little bit harder, like Googled um, the team that Phil's practicing with. Yeah. Someone someone at the spring training, like, hello, this is an emergency. I need you to get my mommy. But also she doesn't read any emails from her mom, so like... Yeah, so she has no idea what's going on. Maybe her no mom idea. did send her an alternate number. Yeah, her mom's like, call me at this number if you need to. And she's like, I don't care about my mom anymore. Now I live in Forks. But yeah, she's freaking out because she's like, I don't want my mom to be home early. She just sits and like watches TV and eats fruit. She somehow like falls asleep, waiting for the phone to ring again. And... Alice like picks her up and puts her in bed and then she falls asleep again. Just yeah. to end just to end this really quick, I'm just gonna read. I must have fallen asleep on the couch waiting for the phone to ring again. The touch of Alice's cold hands woke me briefly as she carried me to bed, but I was unconscious before my head hit the pillow. I really think there could be something here between Bella and Alice. They haven't interacted all that much, but I'm getting a vibe. But yeah, that's the end of chapter 20 and the end of our three chapters we are reading i personally think that these three chapters were some of the best in the book i do too and i think like i do like all the mushy gushy romance stuff in the beginning and like how mm-hmm. she put it all together but like once we started getting to the end of the romancy part and closer mm-hmm. to this it started getting boring so i was like okay i get it edward you're depressed whatever and then these chapters really like it did it for mm-hmm. me because once Because the beginning of the book is, like, Bella alone, hating her friends and pining over Edward. And then once they're together, it's like they're inseparable and you can't imagine uh, interacting with Bella without Edward. Or you can't imagine reading Bella without Edward. And then this kind of, like, re- at least restates the fact that, like, Bella is a person and can be interesting to read about. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. This is where, like, the drama starts happening, which I Mm -hmm. I just love the drama. But yeah, Hallie, you want to take us out? Hey, cousin lovers, just checking in. That was a lot. You maybe just lead the state with your boyfriend's sister and her boyfriend, but you're also a little bit in love with his sister. And you might be feeling real confused because you're used to loving your cousin, right? And now you're loving your cousin's sister, who's also technically your cousin, but you know, the family dynamic of the Collins is a little bit weird. It's a lot of found family. Let's just all take a moment and just remember to give yourself time to... Just really sit with that and make sure you know how you're feeling about that. And um, Sydney, please cut me off soon. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Twice We Light. Our next episode will be out in two weeks and we'll be reading chapters 21 and 22 of Twilight. You might have noticed our theme song has changed. We'd like to thank London Bauman for our wonderful new theme. Check our bio for ways to follow and support him and his work. See you next time. We have to each drink an entire gallon of milk before the movie's over, or the other one hits you with their car. I think you just made that law. I think that this is what we have to do now. I'm upset.
We're doing this the day before I leave for college and one of us is going to get hit by a car. Oh my goodness, what if we actually did that? We have to. Don't say it like that because then we'd have to. I'll bring milk. Please don't.